For now, let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line and welcome in Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here for our weekly chat. Uh, Justin has been very busy traveling all over the over the country, honestly, covering Auburn basketball here as of late. Justin, it's uh, good to talk to you again. I hope you're well, sir. Yeah, doing well, doing well. I hope you guys are doing all right. Is the weather all Auburn right now? It's been miserable here in Texas, so I'm hoping it's, it's a little bit better back home. It's 78 degrees and sunny today, but I think oh, some man. rain moving in later. Yeah, I think I'm because it's currently 49 and raining in, in Houston, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is headed this way, but for for now, uh, it has been a very nice day. I think tomorrow and Friday going to be kind of yucky. But, uh, Justin, obviously going in Texas, I, I want to start with something fun here before we get into something that's not as fun, which has been referee talk. But uh, you in Texas went to a Bucky's, and I wanted to tell you that we had our first Bucky's experience last week headed up to Knoxville. Uh, yeah. st- <laughs> stopped in the Calhoun, Georgia Buckies, and uh, that was overwhelming, is what it was. I I, uh, I start to understand what the what the hype is all about. Yeah, but it is pretty cool. That's pretty much everything you'd ever want. Uh, yeah, but I think the stuff they make in house there is like really really good quality. Um, like, yeah, I went, I went to one on the way up here and then I just passed it like just a few minutes ago on the way back. So I slipped in and got me something to drink real quick, but yeah, it's just, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hyped for the one in Auburn, obviously being so close to it, it's going to be good. It's not going to wear off, you know, wear off of me. It's just, you know, it's a thing that goes back to when I was in college, I was on a road trip in Texas and we see this giant gas station off the side of the road and you're like, all right, we got to go check that out. From there on, it's just like okay, yeah, this is this is definitely worth the hype. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, there was a lot going on there, that was for sure, and uh, we definitely took advantage of some of the unique to Bunkies items. Uh, that was sure. Got a brisket sandwich, got some uh, some yeah. fudge, uh, uh, got some habanero pork rinds that were pretty good too. Uh, yeah. Um, do you have a favorite food item at at Bucky's? Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a really, it's a really good question because I think about this a lot. And I, you know, I get questions in my about it from time to time. Like, I think I'm going to make a new year. I'm just, um, but my single favorite thing that they do is in the mornings they'll have uh, breakfast tacos, and they have a breakfast taco there uh, called the Hippo. Which, you know, it's a taco supposed to be, but by the time you get to the size of it, it's basically a burrito. And it is bacon, egg, cheese, hash browns, pretty salsa. And it's like my hands down my favorite thing uh, that they do there. If I'm ever near one in the mornings, I'll open and get one. It is, it, it is my go to, and I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to looking around in Auburn. Very nice. Yeah, I, I don't know if we were willing to do the burrito route at, at 10 p.m. on a road trip, but uh, yeah. <laughs> at other normal times of the day, that might work out well. Uh, chatting with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here, let's transition now into the reason that Ferg was in Texas, and that was to cover Auburn and Texas A&M basketball uh, in College Station. And, Justin, unfortunately, the conversation just has to start with the, the huge discrepancy in foul shooting uh, last night, how frustrated should Auburn uh, be about about what transpired last night? Very. I mean, you 
should be very frustrated about it because here's the thing. Auburn gives away a lot of fouls. Like that, are, that We already know that. They, they foul teams a lot on defense. It's been a problem for them this year. And Texas A&M draws fouls better than pretty much anybody in major college basketball. So there was always going to be a lot of fouls for Texas A&M with the, game, the way the game was being officiated. However, it's the fact that it was so lopsided. And it wasn't like Auburn wasn't trying to go in. Like they had – more uh, makes you know at the rim than, than A&M did. It wasn't like Auburn was settling for bad jumpers and not driving and not trying to create. But it was just it's just so lopsided. And really the free throws kind of changed the game. You know, Alan Flanagan hits a three, gets a tech. Those are free throws. That free throw start a those free throws start a huge run for Texas A&M. And then A&M like Dallas that like minute you know that little stretch there with about. About eight, nine minutes left to go in the game until about three minutes left to go in the game where it was really good shot making on both sides. You got a situation really where, you know, it was just A&M was able to stay in front because they were just drawing fouls on every end. And they did a good job of hitting their free throws. So you get to an end of a game and the other team has almost almost triple the amount of your attempts and, and, and makes. Like that, I mean, that's the game. Auburn shot better in this game. They had more field goals made. They were better from three-point. They turned the ball over a few times. They held their own on the boards on the road. They did everything they needed to do to win that game, except foul without, I mean, guard without fouling, and uh, it really cost them. And then even in the end of the game when, you know, you have a, you have a situation where um, uh, you have a situation where Janai Broom's back into the game, but he's got four fouls. He has to guard differently because of that foul trouble, and A&M was able to take advantage of it. Like Bruce Pearl said after the game, you got to be able to. You got to be able to get stops late. You got to be able to to guard without fouling. Um, but you know that that big of a free throw discrepancy is just really really hard to overcome. Uh, well, and so now here's my question. I mean, obviously Bruce Pearl is going to be very frustrated with that. I, I mean, is this a situation? Does does he make a phone call? Is there a phone call he can make to somebody to, to say, hey, what's going on with this? Or do you just kind of just got to chalk it up and move on? move on but definitely it's something that he's, he's really been frustrated with because obviously the Wendell Green Jr. non-call at the end of the Tennessee game sticks out obviously the way the game was officiated here sticks out you know it, 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 it's something that you know you, you voice your displeasure but I think at the end of the day it's like you're know, like you know it, it can't you can't change it right you know you, it right. won't even if you even if you raise a fuss so I, I think Bruce did a good job after the game of you know not blaming the officials for the loss and not going kind of crazy about the about the calls but instead just being like you know what we've got to do a better job uh, of what we're doing you know in this game if we're going to have a chance to, to win and beat good teams and so I think that's the thing is that you know you, you turn it into a thing like hey play defense and try to play so it doesn't come down to the referees uh, but obviously I mean that it was it was the big reason why they why they won that game and so it is something that's going to kind of stick in the side of their head for a while it's another kind of what if you know, if the game was officiated a little differently, if some of those shots fell, uh, you know, in Tennessee, I mean, you could be talking about an Auburn team that is, like, really, really rolling right now. Instead, you know, they're they're, they're in a tough spot, and they're going to have to rally from it. Justin, uh, I wanted to talk about – you mentioned the defense there a little bit, and I want to go back to the defense on the side of the uh, – for the, the Auburn Tigers. Is You saw in the first matchup here at Neville Arena that uh, Tyrese Radford just went nuts. And then last night it yeah. felt like Auburn's defense did a good job adjusting that, only allowing him six shots. He only had ten points. But you had Wade Taylor and Julius Marble go off for 22 and 20, respectfully. What, what was your thoughts on the defensive play last night by the Tigers? job of impacting the ball screens. I think uh, Wade Taylor got some good opportunities to kind of bomb away from deep a little bit. Some 
some quick threes, some open threes that he was able to take. And then, yeah, I think Marble, Marble did most of his damage there down the stretch when Janai Broom either wasn't on the floor or when he was on the floor with four fouls. So it's just like Auburn could have done a better job. I asked Bruce Pearl about that afterwards. He said, you got to do a better job. You know, front the post, try to deny that pass and not let it happen. Auburn's defense just it wasn't good enough in the game, right? You you can even say with the with the officiating, you can even say with the free throws, it just it just wasn't what they were doing, especially coming off of what they did against Tennessee. Um, you know, you, you just need to play better defense without getting those fouls. You gotta play better defense, not allowing those open shots. Um, and Taylor Taylor took advantage, Marble took advantage of the situation, and you know that that that'll stick out. I mean, that is something that you're gonna you're gonna remember for a while if you're Auburn, and I think. That's the thing for this team is that they play great offense. They did they did everything on offense and on the boards that was enough to win this game. And then, you know, in Tennessee, they play great, I mean, elite defense to try to win that game. The problem is is that they haven't been able to put that together. And then when Auburn puts together a complete game, I think they can beat some really quality teams. I think they can make some noise down the stretch. However, we just haven't seen them do that yet, and, and, and it's getting late in the season. There's only seven regular season games left. So if they're going to get on a run and, and, and put it together – um, you would like for it to be here soon uh, to, to put you in yourself in the best position for the postseason, but it's got to come. It's not like you haven't seen here and said, like, oh, there's no way Auburn can beat a good team or, oh, there's no way that Auburn can put it together. Like, they have shown every component of being able to win and play quality basketball. It's just got to all come at once, and uh, we'll see. I do think they are getting better, and I think they are you know, doing a good job of being able to kind of bounce back from these from these tough performances. Um, you know, it's not like a team you – know, they they score 43 in Tennessee and then have a great offensive game at Texas A&M. I mean, it's just, they have a short memory, which is very good, and, and I think that's, that's going to be necessary for them to put it all together. Justin, you sent out this tweet a little bit earlier today talking about uh, Auburn's metrics going into this. And you, like you mentioned, you got very limited games coming up. How does this game for the Tigers affect where their standings come You know, once you get to tournament time in March? Yeah, they lost this game, and they only dropped one spot in the net. I mean, here's the thing. Auburn has played... Auburn's about to play their fourth of four, you know, quad one games in a, in a streak of five. Now, if you don't get any of them, that's tough because that's something that definitely – quad one games boost your resume. It doesn't kill your resume because, like, if you lose to good teams and you lose like Auburn has done for the most part, close games to good teams, you don't get knocked for that very much uh, by the NCAA selection committee. Uh, but what instead is, like, you have a chance to kind of get more comfortable – Boost yourself up. I mean, that's that's the key for Auburn right now. It's like they've got to play these quad one games and, like, get one. And so if it's not Saturday against Alabama, you get a few more down the stretch at the end of the season with Kentucky and Bama and Tennessee. You need to get at least one, I think, to feel really comfortable about what you've got, uh, you know, here moving forward. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, losing close games on the road when you're an underdog doesn't necessarily hurt you a ton. And, like, Auburn right now pretty much is a consensus, eight seed, nine seed, you know, you have, like there's some talk of, from like Auburn fans to be like, oh, well this team's not going to make the tournament, and this team's team's in danger of missing the tournament. That's not the case right now. The case right now for Auburn is you know they've just missed opportunities to get firmly in better seed line. You got to look around in the league, in college basketball. It's a weak bubble. It's a weak year of college basketball in terms of contenders in the power conferences. So Auburn's been able to take advantage of that. So it's more missed opportunities than anything. I mean, you win against Tennessee, you win against West Virginia, or you win against Texas A&M, you're talking about Auburn being really in a really, really good spot. Instead, you lose all three of those games. You lose a fourth to USC on the road when you don't have Wendell Green Jr. And it's like any one of those games would have been great for their resume. So for Auburn, it's just it means that you have no margin for error in the games coming up, 
where you do, where you are favorites, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss coming up. So you got to take care of business against those and get one of these. Whether it's Alabama on Saturday or one of the ones down the stretch, you need to get them um, because, again, it won't hurt you, but you need to at least be able to show you can do a little something against the best of the best to make sure in the eyes of the committee that you are definitely an NCAA tournament team. And three of these final seven regular season games are against Alabama and Tennessee, including the first matchup with the Crimson Tide this weekend. College game day coming to Neville Arena on Saturday. We know the environment is going to be electric, but we also know that this Alabama team coming in, Ferg, uh, is is an awesome basketball team, and it goes beyond yep. Brandon Miller. So what are all the things that, that they do well and what Auburn's going to have to be on the, on the alert for? Yeah, I know Alabama is just a, a – offensive force and, and you know their defense has been pretty good too this season really really good i should say but like they their offense is, is incredible i mean they have so many weapons um you know brandon miller obviously i think is the best player in the sec this year uh and as a freshman he's doing a lot of kind of what auburn got out of out of jabari last season um which is which is pretty impressive to see that kind of go back to back here in the state a maker you know mark sears is having a great season they're able to get Really good production out of a lot of different guys. They play fast. They play deep. Um, for Auburn, though, you got to look at the games where teams have been able to either come close to beating Alabama or, in the case of Oklahoma, beat Alabama. And one of two things have happened. And number one, you either play just awesome defense, make it really, really tough, just go all out, slow the game down, play at your pace, grind them down on defense, and try to try to win that way, which I think Auburn is fully capable of doing, or – you just get hot at home, hit some shots, um, you know, and, and, and kind of catch up, you know, kind of kind of get a, you know, get that home court lift, which is obviously what uh, Oklahoma was able to do because there have been some games this season where uh, Alabama's defense has gotten carved up a little bit, you know, not as not a not a obviously not a ton a ton of streak. They still haven't lost an SEC game, but yeah, this is a this is an uh, Alabama team where. For Auburn, it's just like you're going to have to play your best game of the year, which is possible. Can you put it together? Can you put the offense from the A&M game, the offense from the Georgia game, and you, can you put the defense from the Tennessee game? Can you fuse that together, play in front of a great crowd, You know, hopefully get the whistles to go in your way a little bit better because you're at home? And and you could you could definitely walk out of there with a big win. Like that is, it's, it's definitely on the cards. But it's going to take really, really good. It's going to take something complete. Uh, that's the thing. We've seen Auburn play offense and defense well enough to beat a team like Alabama this year. We just they got to do it together because Alabama is just so balanced and so good on both ends of the floor. Talking with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Ferg, I know it's a busy time of year. We're starting to get ready for Auburn baseball, Auburn softball, a lot of things coming ahead. So what do you have ahead at the Observer? And then I think I also saw another mailbag in the works as well. Yeah, mailbag coming up on Friday. We also are going to have a uh, podcast for all of our subscribers on Friday morning where we uh, look ahead to the Alabama game, maybe talk a little bit of leftover stuff from the from the A&M game. Uh, but you can check that out. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff here uh, coming up. You know, we had obviously had a lot of uh, availability with uh, Auburn's uh, football coaches last week. Still got a lot of stuff going on from that. You can read a story earlier this week about um, you know, Phil Montgomery and Hugh Freeze trying to combine their their knowledge together and make an offense for the first time in their career kind of sh- sharing with one another um just kind of the mindset going into that you can read that there's a lot of other football stuff on there as well some recruiting stuff and yeah we've got a ton of stuff coming this weekend obviously with the mailbag with the podcast with the alabama game and we're getting closer and closer to football so we'll, we'll have football newsletters as well perfect time to sign up auburnobserver.com it's six dollars a month 
or you can pay $60 and get a full year, which means you get two months free uh, if you do go ahead and pay for that full year. Uh, and everything we do gets sent straight, straight to your email inbox. So uh, post-game observations from, uh, you know, basketball games, football insight, mailbags, podcasts. We send it all to you about 6 a.m. Central Time pretty much every day of the week. Uh, AuburnObserver.com. It is a really, really good time to sign up because we just got a ton of stuff coming on, especially with spring football here in the works and basketball hitting the stretch run. Absolutely. Justin, as always, the, the time is greatly appreciated. Be safe traveling in that uh, very not fun weather, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, y'all be good. Thank you.